welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Do you've got the jingle bells with you? Uh, well, they're in the other room. Oh. It's too late now. We've oh, started. Planning. Oh, no, it's all gone tits so, up. Although it is not now, this will be coming out on Christmas Eve. So a very Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening on Christmas Eve or indeed any other time of the year because it's Christmas now. So that's OK. Yeah. 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 You sort of covered most of the most of the stuff there, I guess. In one yeah. Go. So that's the episode, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Bye. Cool. So before we do anything else, we've got a promo for you. Yay, because it's more exciting to have a present to unwrap, isn't it, everyone? Absolutely. And this is from the Haunted UK podcast. Um, Really excited to have this. It's one of my favourite podcasts. Absolutely love, 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 love this show. So please give it a listen if you've not heard it yet. And we also want to say thank you to Steve, who is going to be playing our promo at some point in the near future as well. Thank you, Steve. Big thanks. And here is his... Here is his... Here is his promo. We're professional, everyone. We're professionals. We're not. Um, here is his brilliant po- fuck's sake. <laughs> here is his brilliant promo for his brilliant podcast. Have a listen. I picked up the phone and said hello. At first, there was just a crackling, static noise. Then a voice, which sounded like part of the static, said, I'm not leaving. Then the line went dead. Chills went all over me, but I was determined to find out if this had a rational explanation. I went back to the other office and waited outside for Darren to arrive with the keys. A few minutes later, we were unlocking the door and inside, only to find out that the phone wasn't even plugged into the wall. This is the Haunted UK Podcast, and I'm the show's host, Steve. And that was an extract from Working With The Unknown a terrifying tale about a listener's experience in her nighttime workplace. One of the many true cases we regale and present to you on the show. So if you enjoy a creepy tale or two, stories of real-life ghost encounters, doppelgangers, time slips, lesser-known UK hauntings, then join us every Friday for an episode where we frequently cross the threshold of the unknown. So there you go. There you have it, guys. If you would like to listen to a proper podcast with proper stories without being interrupted every... Oh, oh! <laughs> oh, God, out! Can you tell me not to interrupt some... You tell me... No, no, no. <laughs> Good, just me talking then. But no, seriously, give give um, give Steve's podcast a listen. It is great. It's one of my favourites and I look forward to listening to it every week. I bet. Awesome. I, can see, I can see why. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, this week's film review, we are pausing on the listener suggestions because it's Christmas. So we will resume those. If anyone had made a Christmas suggestion, well, we'd yeah. have done that, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we? God, thanks everyone. Yeah, thanks so much. For, um, you know, telling, thinking about Christmas films in the middle of summer. <laughs> God. We're very bitter today. I don't know why. No, I'm, I'm over it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so pausing those until the new year, um, we are going to, of course, look at a Christmas film. It just feels right, doesn't it? It does. And the Christmas film that we are looking at is... It's called Silent Night. Silent Night. And I'm not prepared. I should have got my little blurb up and I haven't. So all talk amongst yourselves while I get the little blurb up. Amongst ourselves? Yeah. I'm talking to the listeners, really. Oh. You talk to yourself. I thought you were talking to me because you were looking at me as you said it. You talk to yourself. Okay. Hello, Vince. (laughs) Okay. Got it. So, Silent Night, released in 2021. 
Nell and Simon host a Christmas dinner for their school friends and their respective families. However, the fact that the cloud of poisonous gas is heading their way makes it a night of confrontations. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, so somewhat, as ever, somewhat of limited use. Yes. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a it's a family and friends Christmas. They are all got they all get together in a massive yeah, house. Yeah, like, like a group of friends from school all get their kids and yeah. other lives together, and they all they all party together yeah, for one very, final Christmas. Very middle class, loads of food, loads of drink. Yeah, very posh. Um, uh, but there's a great big, uh, and this isn't uh, this isn't a spoiler. It's from the beginning. There's a great big like thing of poisonous gas coming to it's kill them It's explained that something like planet Earth is defending itself and trying to remove humanity or something. It's a plot point anyway. Yeah. And it's releasing clouds of poisonous something yeah, the gas. The entire human race is going to be wiped out on Christmas Day. Yeah. Basically. This has been noticed. And for whatever reason, we don't go into the science of any of it. It's just, it's happening. We just take that as given. Yeah. Sometimes some of them say it's, it's Putin sending, um, sending. Yes, there was some weird discussion. But yeah, anyway. So we're not entirely sure, but we think it's, it's the Earth. Yes, it's the Earth. Punishing. It's, uh, they, they pretty much shut that person down afterwards. Yeah. That's quite early on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, thoughts. So, yeah, it's a black comedy. Can you tell? It, is, it was um, very it is, funny. It is about the end of humanity. Yeah. Um, but it happens to be at Christmas time, so it counts as a Christmas film. Yeah. And they are celebrating, staunchly celebrating Christmas, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, like determinedly celebrating yeah, Christmas. Yeah, like, like, like nail clinchingly, unpleasantly celebrating Christmas. Yeah. Determinedly. We're going to have a Christmas, a family Christmas. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, which, yeah, <laughs> I thought was quite a fun way to throw quite a lot of... Um, Focus onto that kind of thing. It's yeah. quite fun. That tension is all inherently in those kinds of things. Yeah. It was fun. Um, it's, it is very funny. The, the children in it are very funny. Um, they're all aware they're going to die. Um, they're kind of like just... There's various various reactions to that yeah. news. Yeah. And most of the time, actually, I mean, it's funny, but it's funny not because the characters are all laughing. Like It is It is definitely a tragedy. Yeah. But, you know, comedy often comes from tragedy. Tragedy, diddy. Um, and I can imagine that a lot of people probably probably don't think it's a comedy at all. They probably just think it's really dark and unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so maybe it'll divide opinion. I don't know. Um, but there was definitely a lot of points where we were just laughing. Yeah. Because it's, like, it, it's so horrendous. All you can really do is laugh. I mean, it's interesting. It came out in 2021. So obviously we were in full on COVID when this came out. And I don't know when they started making the film. But there was a lot of these um, sort of, I found similarities between, oh, in the film, they're saying, "Well, the government says this uh, gas is going to come and kill us all. Can we trust the government? You well, know, yeah, so is it, it a conspiracy it theory?" As a response to all that, yeah, yes, yeah. So fair. that that was quite clever, I thought. And there was, you know, certain members of the family that thought um, it wasn't, you know, it was a, all a big hoax, and so, so most of them didn't think it was a hoax. It was a couple of people who thought it was a hoax, and were like, "We don't trust the government." Um, there were people who were saying, "Oh, we all the pills. We need to talk about." Yeah, the so pills. You, yeah. you're actually just about to skip over that. The yeah. government has basically issued, um, what do they call it? Um, do they do they call exit, it something exit, exit pill? pills? That's it. Yeah. Everyone has been issued a state issued exit pill, so you can have a pleasant, pleasant you know, death. civilized death just yeah. before the cloud hits you. Yeah. Um, although there's some they use it as a bit of a device for pointing out that people who aren't on your know, electoral registers and things don't have access to this pill. Yeah. People, homeless um, people, uh, yeah. refugees, that kind of thing. And 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 it certainly appears if the cloud does hit you, it's pretty unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, we I wondered if that was a bit of a take on the whole vaccine argument oh, over it, it COVID. It very squarely is. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Just thought it was, that was quite interesting. 
I mean, that's kind of the plot. It was a very simple... It was basically watching the family deal with the fact that... Well, it was several families, wasn't several it? Several families, that they were all going to die. And, and basically, they, there was a lot... There was arguments. There was lots of kind of wild dancing. Accusations. Accusations. And, and, and things from the past get dug up. Kids kids swearing left, right and centre because they're going to die so they can bloody swear if they want to. <laughs> you know. I mean, that does feel a little bit forced initially. It was a little bit forced. In the same way, when you see eight-year-olds swearing, it always feels a bit forced. Yeah. Um, it was very English as well. I enjoyed that. It was it yeah, was yeah. very British. I could imagine there are parts of the world where that would not go down very well. Yeah, it was very English engineered humour. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine. And even then, it wasn't like belly laughs. No, it was. But it was. It was very, very, very sarcastic, which to me is quite an English, you know, sense of humour. Yeah, it, yeah. It was. It was pretty dark all through. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a bit of there are other films that's um. If you've ever seen Seeking Your Friend for the End of the World, yeah. it has Kira Knightley in it as well, and also Melancholia, because um, that's set just before the end of the world as well, from what I can remember. And there's 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 very obvious echoes of that too. And they're solid films, so draw from them. It's Johnny cool. Depp's daughter was in it. Oh, yes, she was, yeah. Just mentioned yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. It's quite a good cast, actually. Yeah, they, a broad they, cast. And I don't usually love Kira Knightley. Okay. Um, but I really enjoyed her in this. She was very funny, I thought. She did. Never yeah, seen yeah. her be funny before. <laughs> yeah. No, that's bits in Pirates of the Caribbean, to be fair to her. Oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed her in this. I, I I liked all the characters. Not as in, like, liked them as people. No, but I enjoyed, they're, all they're all horrible. They are I, all monsters. I really enjoyed all the characters. They're monsters and they're made human when they're dying. Yeah. Uh, they only become nicer when they're really close to death. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, a group of quite posh school friends who've gone different directions in life, but they all met up in one of their parents' mansions Yeah, so it's Kira Knightley's like mum because when they, they oh, talk to her mum on FaceTime or Zoom yeah, or whatever yeah. and she says, oh, thanks for lending us the house. Which didn't quite make sense. Like, why would you kick the parent out under those circumstances? It seems a bit strange. Yeah, well, that wasn't explained, was it? No. Um, but then there, there was this kind of really poignant moment where they were sort of laughing with the granny on, on FaceTime and then the granny's obviously in another time zone and she looks out the window and she, she can see the gas the, the, coming. The cloud is coming to her window, yeah. so she sort of so signs off very, very early yeah. uh, so they don't watch her choking. Yeah. Um, and she takes her pill. Yeah. At the moment, probably a bit on the late side, to be fair, but still. I have to say, I mean, it, it was very funny and I really enjoyed it, but it made me feel quite depressed at the end because... I'm not saying it, this is going to happen, but it's something that not maybe from the earth, you know, getting rid of the humanity, but <laughs> it's 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 more likely to happen than, you know, like a demon coming and, you know, wiping. You know what? Do you know what I mean? Like, OK, OK. It, it could potentially in the realms of reality, it could happen. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just the idea of like my entire family just being wiped. I suppose if you all well, that die, was the point of it, isn't it? It's... Yeah. But it made me feel quite, I mean, there is a twist at the end, which we won't say because it's a relatively new film, so we won't give that away. But it was a very good twist. But I predicted it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I, Ted, I told you that was going to happen. But watch the film if you want to see what the twist is. Um, but yeah, I I just left feeling really, it felt really low at the end of it because I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it's, although, it's, like, although it's, you know, all our friends and family and loved ones, yeah. um, it doesn't. It's not the one to watch when you're huddling up on the sofa in winter. It's not that kind no. of film. But there's loads of them, so don't worry about it. Most horror films are, you know, so uh, fantastical or, you know, away, so removed from reality that it doesn't bother me. This was a bit too close to the bone. I was thinking, oh, shit, this could, you know, potentially happen in, in some form. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, so, kid actors were brilliant. The guy, the oh, little yeah, boy were, from uh, Jojo Rabbit, was in yes, it. Yes, yeah. he was brilliant. Yeah, I love Jojo Rabbit. Such a great film. So, it's lot. not really a horror film. We can't really review it. Well, I mean, it's definitely horrific. But um, yeah, uh, he was brilliant, and all, all the kids in it were great. There's a really, there was a really um, 
horrible. Is it like a Veronica Salt? Veronica, Veruca, Veruca Salt. Salt. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. Oh, God, and you just want to strangle her. Yeah, what's well, all right, so does everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but she, again, played beautifully by yes, this child. Yes, So good. Like, oh, there's like a weird, there's definitely a type of character you're watching for the majority of it. Uh, and they have, you know, they're definitely quite well off, and they have yeah. they, they've already had to leave their families who won't get any, aren't going to get the same luck and things like that. They're quite there's bratty. They play with it. They're quite they're all bra- horrible, they're bratty. bratty. People. Yeah. Um, but it, it does keep it quite straightforward on like the emotional scale because they're all of a similar kind of person. Yeah. Um, so that that was sort of otherwise they could have easily got it lost in I don't know interpersonal mm. discussions and really it's about the circumstances, not about the people in it. Yeah. So that was okay. Um, although I did think. I suspect the guy, the the the, the kid you mainly mentioned um, from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, uh, he and a few of the others. <clears throat> sorry, they had these really overly long monologues, which were obviously what the you know the main thrust of the writer was trying to get in there. But they were a bit, a, a bit, bit shoehorned. Yeah. they weren't quite preachy, but they were they were quite close. Yeah, I mean, it was um, obviously trying to make a statement about the environment and global warming and stuff, which is fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe a little forced. It. it, it it sat out of place in the rest of it in yeah. a film about that. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot <laughs> of quick kind of comedy one-liners, quick, quick, boom, 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 boom. And then suddenly all these great long monologues felt yeah. really strange. Yeah. Um, there is some real hot, I mean, I was there saying, is, is, this, is this a horror film? It can't, yes. it is. It's, it's an alien cloud of green gas that's basically going to kill the entire human race. And you see the effects the gas has on people and it is pretty horrific yeah, isn't this it this is one don't watch it with your kids no definitely not definitely not it, it comes across sort of as a, as a black comedy sort of like almost Shaun of the dead style thing yeah it's not that it's loose. not it's, it's uh yeah not one to watch with kids it is a darkly comic thing yeah for sure um I, what i did like though and it was you don't actually see many depictions of especially in christmas you can't type films there's always focus on families mm. like traditional nuclear families and this was a bit more variety in that yeah. there's actually a lot of people who were friends from school yeah and then they dragged their families with them like but it was that was the linking of all of these groups yeah. was actually the, the fact that they were all friends that's the well, interesting that's quite, thing quite nice they had chosen to spend their last day with their friends yes not their immediate not apart yeah. from their children yeah. not their immediate family which was a very fresh interesting idea it was. i like yeah, that i yeah. like that more depictions of that kind of thing is cool with me yeah um yes it's, this is not your hallmark christmas film is no. what i'll say um <laughs> stick with the muppet christmas carol yeah, if you want he, something he, he to snuggle up on the sofa yeah. with you want something heartwarming <laughs> yeah uh this this yeah as you said not heartwarming yeah, at all the, the muppet christmas carol is my absolute favorite christmas horror yeah, film and fair. i think we could actually get away with reviewing it because there are ghosts in it there are ghosts yeah and you know could potentially it's, just, do it it's actually year. just a really good telling of christmas carol i think oh, i love it so much anyway anyway, so anyway yeah, we, yeah. Do, we digress um, this film is nothing like muppet christmas it's, carol it's really if not. you hadn't guessed no um, i really enjoyed silent night i said it, yes. made, it left me feeling pretty depressed but that's to be expected but i thought it was very funny i thought it was well acted uh well well written um and it yeah really All enjoyed of that it. but do you think you ever want to watch it again um not immediately Okay, because I was sort of thinking, I mean, it doesn't feel like it has loads more depth to it beyond what you see. I I think it was kind of a one watch and then, right, that's done. Because I don't think you're going to see anything new in it when you next watch it. No, yeah, I mean, I'd watch if if someone, if I was, you know, at someone's house. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I wouldn't be like, no, not this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I would, but I wouldn't like choose to. But yeah. yeah. It's not like I watch, you know, Muppet Christmas Carol every year or Arthur Christmas is my favourite too. Fair enough. It's my favourite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would watch it again, um, but I wouldn't rush to. But just because it's like 
you know, it made me feel quite depressed. <laughs> That's fair. I don't, I don't mind that, but I do feel like even if I only next watch this in ten years' time, I'm probably going to remember pretty much all of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it burns itself in quite well. So the plot is li- the plot is literally that straightforward. It's just they they are yeah. having a last Christmas before they die. That's basically the plot. But as I said, yeah. really good twist at the end, which we will not reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I would suggest people watch it. I think it yes. is very cool. Yep. Um, and I re- it's really ambitious and is. It's a little bit erratic, but it's well done ultimately. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's worth the time. I'm glad we saw it. Yeah. And there's a good line in there, which is we all should have voted green. So they're having <laughs> a real go at the government. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, watch it. I think it was on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And I believe it was free. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, all the freebie time. if you've got an Amazon Prime account. <laughs> um, yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Good fun. Might make you feel a bit sad, but hey ho, it's a horror film. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's all right. Um, Shall we play our songs? Let's play some songs about it and conclude our thoughts on this. Yes. I'm going to say now, if anyone follows follows on on Instagram or TikTok, they'll know I've been um, making hilarious recovers of Christmas songs. And I know they're hilarious and I'm wonderful jokes. But I... It kind of came from this. This was well, the first one good. I did. This was the first one I did. I did it with Silent Night. I completely cheated. I've just rewritten Silent Night. I'm not going to pretend I've done otherwise. Um, but yeah, so that's where... That's why I've done it. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, that's what I then uh, the thought. The film's called Silent yeah. Night. I mean... I then thought, oh, I quite enjoy doing this. Let's make loads and irritate everyone online. Oh, so this was the catalyst for yeah, your recent the, project. Yeah, it was. Well, obviously, I couldn't release that one because it's for the episode. So yeah. I then was like, what else can I rewrite? Thank you collectively for your restraint. <laughs> cool. Do you want to play it then? Absolutely. Silent Night Oh
I'd say you summed up the feeling of the film pretty damn well there. I think everyone should sing that version from now on. <laughs> and your campaign starts now. Yes. <laughs> they say in the film, we should have voted green. <laughs> and now the green gas is coming. Yeah. Green, green gas. Blue, blue No, sky. no, you've done your song now. Oh, you can't have another one. Oh. Your opportunity's passed. I've sung that one a lot recently in the sorry. band. Oh. <laughs> well, not, not me, but anyway. You do yours now. Okay. Go on. Just your anti-Hallmark Christmas film erratic in mood Like the real situation would feel I like that they said this at Christmas They didn't have to But don't let your kids watch it Stick with the Muppet Christmas Carol Tragedy, but thankfully it's also quite funny. The plot could feel it's utterly ridiculous or far-fetched or maybe stupidly relevant. As we said, you know, Silent Night, it's, it's about friends coming together and their families. Um, so I have got a, it's more of a sort of folklore telling of another family at Christmas. And this, okay. is, this is the Yule family. Have you heard of the Yule family? I, I have not. This is this is amazing. I, I can't believe I didn't know about this. This is just, you, your mind will be blown. Okay, okay. okay. I'm really perplexed. <laughs> the tone of your voice is confusing to me. I just love me. this so much. Okay? okay, okay. I just love this so much. Um, so we are looking at uh, Iceland. Oh, have we been to Iceland yet in these stories? I don't, I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. Okay, Would great. you like to know about uh, Christmas in Iceland? Or more, I, I absolutely or more would. More specifically, the Santa Claus of Ireland. Iceland. Iceland. <laughs> I, I, we haven't even had a drink. This is ridiculous. <sighs> 
Um, please tell me about the Santa Claus of Iceland. Saint Nicholas in in Iceland. Yeah. Well, there isn't one. There are thirteen. Ready? Oh, I didn't see that twist no. coming. Here we go. Okay. Let's begin. The children of Iceland do not leave out milk and cookies out for Santa. Instead, they leave a single shoe out on the 11th of December and leave it there for 13 days. Each night, one of the Yule lads will come and pay them a visit to bring them a gift and cause trouble. The Yule lads are like Father Christmas in appearance, but they are cheeky and naughty in nature. Also, there are 13 of them. These days, they are portrayed as playful and mischievous, but they weren't always so good-natured. If a child has been good, they will receive small gifts each night, like a toy or some sweets. If they have been bad, they will receive a rotten potato. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope people do that still. I really hope that's still a thing that happens. You know, if your kid's a little shit. If you've got 13 opportunities, you can get at least a few potatoes in there, surely. I love that. If we have kids, we are so doing that. If our kids are naughty. They'll be naughty. Look, I mean, they've come from us. Of course, they'll be naughty. <laughs> the lads will visit the children in the following order. Ready? Mm-hmm. First comes Sheep Coat Clod. He likes to sneak into barns and drink the milk straight from the sheep's udders. The bastard. Unfortunately, he has two wooden legs, making it almost impossible for him to bend down and reach under the sheep. <laughs> Do you mean udder the sheep? I do. Uh, uh, sorry. Jesus. Next comes Gollygork, who also likes to sneak into the barn, but this time he wants to drink all the foam from your buckets of milk. Not the milk itself, just the foam, you understand. That's very specific. I know. He got his thing. Okay, all right. Next comes Stubby, a very short man (laughs) who will wander into your kitchen and steal your cooking pans. Wait, he has no interest in milk? No. I feel let down. He wants to eat any sort of leftovers in your cooking pans from dinner. Okay. Then comes Spoon Licker who's tall and thin. <laughs> I mean, I think I might know what he does. He's after your dirty dinner spoons, eating oh. any crumbs left on them. That actually make, puts, sets my teeth on edge. <laughs> Wash your spoons, guys, please. <laughs> Not just your spoons. Next is Pot Scraper. You can kind of guess what he does. D- d- is it similar to the spoon gentleman? Yes. But with pots? Yes. Okay. He, yeah. They're very very specific. I like it, but I feel like maybe they're going to have trouble moving with the times because you've got have to like 30 or 40 yeah. of them by now. Next comes bowl liquor. <laughs> Again, he does what he Next says on the tip. Next comes bowl liquor. <laughs> but bowl liquor likes to hide under people's beds. That's and a chamber pot. That's not a bowl. No, no, no. Apparently, um, apparently, like people had a bowl for like general general bowl for food, and they'd eat in their beds and then leave them under. The, I don't know, but yeah, um, he's after that. He's not okay. after chamber pots. Although I wouldn't be surprised if he was. I mean, you must get confused sometimes. On the seventh night comes door slammer. Right. He's the only that makes one. He's the first one who doesn't seem to be obsessed with food. He'll run through your house in the middle of the night, slamming all the doors as loudly as he can just to be a dick. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Next, be sure to hide your yogurt. <laughs> because the Back next. To the dairy. Because the next night, Skyra Gobbler will be after it. He's obsessed with the Icelandic yogurt. yogurt. Oh, like skier. That, skier. That, Sorry, that, I said it wrong. I, I don't skier. know. If it, I probably said it wrong as well. But I know that the, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the brand the here, skier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he specifically is after that. Okay. He eats yogurt. Um, he'll eat every single morsel, and he'll keep going until he's sick. <laughs> and then, is there another one who likes sick and hasn't been cleaned up as well? <laughs> Probably, but I don't remember coming across that. But I like yogurt sick. <laughs> <laughs> It's my Christmas day. It seems that savoury food isn't safe either because the next night comes Sausage Swiper. 
Sawtooth was good. Sawtooth is wonderful. Sawtooth Swiper climbs up into the rafters Keep and, together. Keep together. and steals the smoked sausages hanging up there. <laughs> oh, God, this is brilliant. You need to be on your guard the next night because then it's window peepers time. <laughs> All he does is stand outside and stares through the window looking for things to steal. Then comes. I thought he said all he does is, is stare through the window. If he, if he comes in afterwards, that's well, it didn't. I mean, a lot I, more menacing. Maybe he tells the other lads what to steal. I don't know. But well, yeah, the sausages I mean, have already gone. So what else? Again, is there? a small bearded man looking in at children through the windows. Slightly sinister. And there's no foam in the milk anymore, and the pots are all clean. <laughs> then comes doorway sniffer. He Ooh. has an, an incredible. All the others made sense. Sorry, doorway sniffer. He has an incredibly long... What happens when you have a pongy doorway? <laughs> well, that, that's... So this is slightly misleading because he doesn't smell doorways. He has an incredible long and powerful nose which he uses to sniff out leaf bread, which is an Icelandic crisp bread okay, yeah. traditionally eaten during the uh, holiday season. Okay. So, yeah, doorway sniffer. It's a red herring. That is, isn't it? On the twelfth night comes meat hook. In olden times, he'd use his hook to reach down the chimney and snatch the meat that the family is cooking. Now he just comes straight into the kitchen and takes it off the table. <laughs> just steals mum. Yep. <laughs> okay. Last, He's doing the cooking, I assume. Last, oh, how sexist of you. It might In be, Iceland, Dad. Yeah, it could be. Are you saying I, I, Iceland's behind the times, Vince? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ding Are you dong. saying... <laughs> I don't re- recall what's the face doing any cooking in that, actually. <laughs> Last but not least comes Candle Stealer. He is the favourite among the Icelandic children as he tends to bring the best presents. Candle Stealer quietly follows children around looking for candles to steal and eat. Back in the day, eats them. Back in the day, candles were made okay, of yes. fat, yeah, so they sense. were edible. Still yeah. sounds absolutely disgusting, but there we go. I think if you live that far north, it's probably a bit less disgusting. That is by no means the end of the Yule family. Right. Just like everyone else, the Yule lads have a mum, a dad, and even a family pet. Oh, good. It's balanced. We'll start with their mother, Grilla, who is described as ugly as hell. Oh. She lives in a cave deep in the lava fields of Iceland. By herself? Grilla can detect when children are misbehaving all year long. Okay. Some accounts of Grilla state that she has 300 heads and each one of them has three black eyes that spies on children. She has deformed nails on every finger, goat horns, a wispy beard and rotten teeth. If you end up on Grilla's naughty list, she will hunt you through the Christmas season. If she catches you, she will put you into a sack, take you home, boil you alive and make you into a stew. The naughtier the child, the better the stew tastes. Naturally. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? This is so good. I want our, our folklore to be as good as this. She's also said to have goat's hooves, long tufts of hair on her brow, a whopping 15 tails, and on the end of each tail hangs a bag. Each bag can fit about 20 children inside. It's estimated that every Christmas, she takes home around 30,000 children to make dinner out of. Wow. Of course, this is a lot for one woman to eat all on her own. It's a lot of one country. I know. So she does share the children with her husband. Oh, that's nice of her. Lipa Ludu. He is apparently a fat, lazy man who does nothing but sleep and eat around the cave. Wow, what a catch. not much about else about him. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of detail about her, so... Yeah. They do have a pet known as the Christmas cat or the Yule cat. He is enormous, around the size of a tiger. The Yule cat likes to go out and hunt for anyone who's not received new clothes for Christmas. And if they haven't, he'll eat them, which doesn't seem very fair. No, it doesn't. <laughs> 
the You're re- too poor. <laughs> yes. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> The reason the Yule Cat was invented was apparently so sheep farmers could motivate their workers. I.e., if you yeah, if yeah. you don't get all that wool processed before Christmas, hundreds of sweet, innocent kids will be ripped to shreds by a demonic giant black cat. But all cats are magnificent, so, you know. Even like, the ones that are shredding children. Even that one. I bet okay. he's a good boy, really. Maybe. Yeah. Now, this is the up-to-date, more gentle version of the legend. Mm. Some of the stories from older times were so horrific they've actually been phased out. So let's explore well, that's them. that's fair. I mean, you think back to Vikings. Okay, yeah. yep. Would you like to hear about some of them? Definitely. Of course. In order to understand where the Yule Lads come from, we must know where Gorilla came from. Folklore dates back far further than any members of the family. She's mentioned in 13th century Norse poetry and mythology. Mm-hmm. In these accounts, she simply wanders around town asking parents to give her the disobedient children. Incredibly, this technique to get her hands on children doesn't really work. Oh, wow. And usually Grela was either just given food or chased away. I don't know why you give her I food. still feel like giving her food's quite generous. Yeah. Oh, the crazy old lady. Yeah. Give her some bread. Yeah. <laughs> In these accounts, she lived in a little wooden cottage on the edge of town. Eventually, she was chased out by a mob of angry parents and fled to the lava fields. Right, okay. A little cave. The Yule Lads were not always the comical but harmless tricksters that they were now portrayed. Back in these accounts, the Yule Lads were bogeyman-type figures, setting out to hurt and scare children. It's believed that their story is inspired by encounters with the homeless during the harsh Icelandic winters. Mm. During Christmas time, when it was bitterly cold, the desperate men would break into houses and steal any scrap of food or drink they could. Like Tales of Grela, parents used the stories of the lads as cautionary tales in order to make their children behave. In 1746, the Danish government stepped in and banned parents from using the tales in this way. Wow. I know, must have been pretty horrific. Of course, there was no way of the government knowing whether these stories were being told or not, (laughs) so the parents still used them. (laughs) However, the stories did get tamer and tamer over time. Different parts of the country believed in different lads. Some some areas were visited by Hemtosser, who you might as well call Upskirter. Okay, okay. (laughs) You can guess what his favourite pastime was. His makes a bit more sense than some of the others. Yep. Another freaky character was Lung Splatter. His, I need some explanation there. His bloody lungs hang on the outside of his body for him to beat children with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, hang on, no, sorry. Why would you use your lungs? I don't know. You get out of breath. Then we have small balls. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually no explanation about small balls' antics, but with a name like that, we don't really need to know. I don't think I want to imagine too much about small balls. Perhaps the most memorable name is Shit Licker. <laughs> don't worry, though. He only licks cow pats. Oh, good for him. <laughs> He's got class, then. <laughs> there are so many more names that have been discovered through the years. Far too many to go through, but here are some of my personal favourites. Oh, OK, OK. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Ugly Face. Oh, OK. Cat Stealer. Mm. The Idiot's Child. <laughs> Crevice. <laughs> I need to know more about crevice. <laughs> I just said it's We need to talk about crevice. <laughs> Runny nose. <laughs> trampolining troll. Oh, wow. Belt loosener. Ooh. And trash heap. <laughs> it's like a, a hellish version of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Some of these were Greela's other children from her first marriage. Oh, okay. All that we know about her first husband is that she ate him. 
Right. Okay. So that's a whistle stop tour through the the history of uh, <laughs> mm. of the Yule family. Question: If you were a Yule lad, what would your name be, and what mischief would you get up to? <laughs> I don't. Know, well, initially I was thinking that some of these are a bit out of date because only like you know people don't have candles anymore and things like that. So they probably yeah. get updated to I don't know phone unplugger or something like that. You know, <laughs> something that's yeah, annoying yeah. but not actually like life threatening, just yeah. annoying. Um, key loser, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gas maker. That's what you'd be. <laughs> I'd be Windy Pops. Windy Pops. <laughs> and on the seventh night, Windy Pops will wind wind his way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Windy Pops. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, maybe everyone should get in touch and tell us. Um, what they would be? What they're going to be if they were one of the Yule lads? Because I think we need to have a little gag. We could we can make some updated Yule lads here. I'd be hair molter. Yeah, you absolutely would. I would, would. just leave hair oh, everywhere. They'd be everywhere. Yeah, in the fridge. Yes, sorry. Look everywhere. Yeah, all up your Christmas tree, all over the presents, <sighs> all in the bath, all over. Yeah, in the fridge, all Wrapped over your around food. your toes. Yeah, yeah. Hair molter, hair <laughs> molter, and windy pops. <laughs> But have you enjoyed that? Isn't it the best thing ever? That is absurd. I love it. It's great, isn't it? I have come across in the last few weeks like really interesting stories of yeah, localised versions of Christmas. Obviously we did Krampus a year or two ago um, but there are so many others around which are really interesting future years for us. There's there's so so much really cool stuff. Yeah, and I mean originally I was looking at another like Victorian style ghost story and I had it all written and then I just saw something about the Yule Cat and I was like, what's the Yule Cat? And it just was like this amazing door that was open. I was like, oh my God, the troll mother in the 13 little angry, naughty Santa Clauses and, well, angry, but, you know, mischievous. Sort of healthy. Oh, God. And I watched a YouTube and I was like, this is just gold. Like, how have I not heard about this? <laughs> um, people of Iceland, I salute you. This is a far more entertaining folklore so, so, so than like, we've got. People at like, local regions would have specific ones they yeah. believe to say, like, what if you're in the region that has shit liquor? I don't know. And that's all you have. Okay. That's your Christmas. Yeah. Um, I mean, check your cowpats. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think God. you don't. I think you know. You'd have more than one. There's there's the thirteen main ones, and then different regions believe in other various oh, okay. lads. So okay. you, you know, you, you might believe in a few. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, honestly, it's much more fun than a big bloke comes from the North Pole and drops presents down your chimney. Which well, it came, from, it came from Turkey, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is it Lapland nowadays? Um, Seems to be some confusion about whether he actually does live in Lapland yeah. or the North Pole. I don't but know. Maybe but, it's both. But that, that you know, that, that I, I, yeah, you, you win Iceland. That's great. Yeah. You absolutely win. Yeah, you win Christmas. Yeah, you do. That's And and it's also it's Iceland, so it's going to be like magical. Yes. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was absurd and everything I wanted. So it's Hair Malta and Windy Pops signing off. <laughs> I suppose it must be. Um, if you'd like to get in touch <sighs> with us, let us know what um, what la- your lad you would be. Yes, please. We, we, need to, we need to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, this is coming out Christmas Eve. I'll put a little uh, thing up on our story once people have had a chance to listen to this between Christmas and New Year and you can let us know who yeah. you'd be who you'd be um but yeah i guess a very merry christmas if you'd like to email us you can do so at ghostgiguk at gmail.com that is ghostgiguk at gmail.com absolutely or drop us a message on instagram and say hello hello we will be back with a listener's um story yep. episode in the new year which is very exciting yeah i'm glad to be able to do that again very exciting. thank you for people who sent them in yeah if this has inspired you keep keep sending new yep. ones we can do and new ones yeah merry christmas happy new year 
and we will see you on the other side. Yes, see you next year. See you next year. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.